Texas. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Central National Bank. And obviously, we need to come up with a great graphic that we'll send out, that we'll tweet out for our following guest. Uh, the man photographs very well. It is John Jacobs, uh, Baylor assistant uh, men's basketball coach. And, uh, John, uh, welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. Are you uh, – did you leave any money there in Vegas? Did you how'd you how'd you make out or have you did you break even? Thanks for having me, Matt. It's great to talk and connect fit a little bit. So I hope you had a great summer. And I can tell you with all my heart that I broke even because I don't gamble. So now I know some other people that didn't have the same luck that I did. I'm gonna leave their name out of this just so they can <laughs> keep their anonymity. But as far as I'm concerned, I, I came home, my wife is is fine with me. I haven't done anything stupid in my time at Vegas, but I appreciate you asking and keeping me accountable. That's just a good friend. I could, uh, I could see maybe uh, Scott Drew counting cards, trying to sit there, maybe having his own personal strategy there uh, at the blackjack table. But uh, it was good, by the way, uh, Coach Jacobs, to see some of those photos. And what a, I mean, summer league's always fun. I love watching it. I love watching the new rookies, but. Uh, how cool is it when you show up there and and you got second? And in the case of Ish Wainwright, my gosh, I mean he he may have even predated you coming back to uh, to Baylor. I mean you've got guys. Uh, I'm trying to think. All told, there were at least like five Baylor players, former Baylor players, playing in the uh, Vegas Summer League. How cool was that? Just uh, just being around those guys and, and and getting to getting to watch all that action up close. Yeah, it was great. We actually had six guys. Ish and Freddie were with the Raptors. Mark Vidal was with the Blazers. And then Mason, JB, are with the Jazz. And Davion's with the Kings, obviously. And then we also got some extras. Obim is from Vegas, our former walk-on, and he was around. And then Austin Mills, a former walk-on, is actually doing television for NBA at this point. And then we saw Jake Lindsay also, who's in the front office with the Jazz. So there's Baylor all over the place, even to seeing a guy like Alvin Gentry, who used to coach here. And um, it's a great thing. It's a great thing for Scott. It's one of the benefits of him being here for almost 20 years is when you have that kind of longevity, even somebody like Ish, who's a couple of years removed, uh, the, the blessings of that just keep coming back to you. And Ish's story is one of the best stories. I don't know if you saw his interview after the game. He was four, mm-hmm. six, and three and had 20 points. Um, he, he broke down crying because of how much it meant to him to sign a two-year NBA deal and for us, it's it's as much as taking care of them still as our players and making sure they're okay as it is bragging about them being NBA players. So when you see somebody like Ish go to Europe and come back and then make the Raptors, um, it's a wonderful feeling. It's, it's like watching your own son be successful. So sitting through that is is one of the best parts of our job. What did um, what did Ish? I mean, it, it's it's to those of us who watched him, he was such a glue guy. Uh, I had Jerome Tang on earlier, uh, you know, about a week ago, and he said he was one of the great leaders that uh, that he can remember in the program. I think he called him a top three leader. But what have you seen transform and change in his game? I mean, the things he was asked to do at Baylor, as you well recall, was play hard-nosed defense. Um, I mean, obviously um, – I mean, he just did it all. He was a big-time rebounder, and he was strong as an ox, which led to him even trying his hand at football. What 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 all happened to him in Europe 
that has allowed him to have this opportunity? Yeah, I think one cool stat about Ish is in all of Scott's years here, the only player to go to the NCAA tournament four years in a row is Ish Wainwright. And so what you have to begin with is this six six broad shouldered, long wingspan, wonderful human that might have one of the best smiles in the history of time, who cares about winning and defense and and really putting other people before him. And then after he went through the football thing and realized his first love was basketball and it would always be that way. I think the game has changed in his favor. He's kind of this perfect one through five switch guy can guard every position on a defensive end. And as the game has become more and more positionless because of his strength and his, you know, his overall wingspan and length, he's, he's modern day basketball. And then you spend a few years overseas playing basketball twice a day in practice. And then all your games, you spend 10 months playing full time, by the time you get to 26, you had a jump shot. And I think the jump shot has been a big thing for him. He's always been able to dribble and pass. But to dribble, pass, and, and shoot and be able to switch one to five, I think that's why the Raptors fell in love with him. And um, there's a lot of quiet workouts that nobody saw over the last three or four years that, it's, that now is in the light. And I think we're all thrilled that it's in the light form. John Jacobs joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. I mean, I knew, and you knew, it has to be fun to know that Davion was going to show up and, and, and be a bright star in this thing. And, and so, Summer League doesn't play to everybody's, you know, sometimes you don't always see that great a defense. But isn't it funny, uh, John, that, uh, that his defense has shown up? And, I mean, I'm talking people that were lottery picks. He's making look bad. Um, was, was it, I mean, how, how fun was that to, to see Davion who, and again, we, you just never know how quickly it's going to happen, but his game where he took it last season has translated at least immediately. And we'll see what happens with Sacramento. That's tough to, then he'll be all with the veterans and we'll see what he does against the top people in the NBA, but how I had to be so rewarding to see him be one of the breakout stars of NBA summer league. Yeah, you, you root for that for all your guys. And I think that all have had success in their own way. But the cool thing about what Davion has done with Sacramento, and, and we sat with a couple Kings guys. I'm friends with somebody in the front office. Coach Drew is friends with somebody in the front office. Alvin Gentry used to coach here, and now he's the associate head coach with the Kings. And what every one of them said to a T is that he changes the culture. And if you just look at the first game they played in the, the Northern Sacramento, the California Summer League prior to Vegas, to the last game they played, the infection of the bench, the infection of the defense, it's like his personality has swung through the team even in Summer League. And so it's one thing to be a great player. It's another to be a great defender, which he certainly is. But it's it's really special when you're infectious. And when you're trying to build a program, whether it's at our level or the NBA level, you need guys who not only lead, but play hard and play the right way all the time. And they're not afraid to confront their teammates if they're not doing the same. And that'll be the interesting piece for Davion. Uh, we know he's infectious. We know he can change the culture and we know he's one of the best defenders in the world. But like you said, how he, how he integrates himself into the NBA team and interacts with his teammates uh, will dictate a lot of his success. But I think we all believe he'll be fine there. And over and over again, people in the front office for the Kings came up to us and said, he's been a home run so far. Absolute home run. That's the feedback you want. 
and uh, and talking to John Jacobs, Baylor men's basketball assistant. Now, Macy Oteague, that was fun, too, to see him. Now, I'm a big Utah fan, not only because F.A. used to be there, Royce, obviously, and, and Lindsey has been there. I know he's not uh, in the same position he was, but uh, Dennis Lindsey for so long. But I, I love him because Donovan Mitchell's one of my favorite players in the NBA, and mm-hmm. Quinn Snyder's one of my favorite coaches. But Teague, I mean, isn't it funny that uh, you can break all these things down, and he didn't get drafted, and that, that didn't really shock me, but he, he's just a walking bucket. You put him in any sort of uh, game like that, and he's going to find a way to score. What do you think? Uh, what do you? What kind of feedback are you hearing from the people in Utah, and 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 what what they kind of see for him? And John, I'm I'm kind of curious. Like, how much do you think he's going to have to change his delivery, which obviously is an unorthodox looking shot? Yeah, the thing about Maceo is. I think you said it, no matter where you put him, he's going to score. He just figures out a way to put the ball in the hoop. Mm-hmm. And I know that people address the unorthodox view of his non-dribble jump shot, uh, but I know that it goes in 40% of the time. I also know that we had, you know, three pretty great guards last year, and all three of them the last six weeks averaged 15 points a game, and all three of them shot 40% from three. And I don't know if people know this, but Maceo led us in scoring, and he had the highest field goal percentage from three of the last six weeks uh, last season. So I just think we're praying that the narrative goes from two great guards to, no, this thing was a three-headed monster. It's always been a three-headed monster. Maceo, because of the person he is, has sacrificed for the good of Baylor, sacrificed so we could win a championship. And I don't know that there's a better person in the world as far as putting their other teammates first and, and making the system work. And the way that the three of them interacted with each other is why we were so great. And uh, so we're just hoping that the Jazz see what we see, that uh, if not the Jazz, somebody in the, else in the league does see that. And just like Ish and Freddie, sometimes people's paths go a non-traditional way. But Maceo's had a non-traditional path his whole life, and uh, I think we'll, I think we believe he'll make it no matter what path he's got to go through. And um, not only does the ball go in, but he's he's an, he's a great person and a, an unbelievable teammate. And, you know, 90% of the NBA are role players because only about 20 guys get to dribble whenever they want. There's only so many LeBrons in the world. So you've got to figure out how to play the way the NBA plays. And if you're somebody like Maceo who's always figured it out and always put the ball in the hole, you got a chance. And so we're that, we're hoping that chance becomes a long term reality, and and I believe that it will. How many like on uh, when you're there and you have tickets to the um, to the those games? Do you, would you just stay there sometimes for hours and watch basketball, or would you just go see the Baylor players? I mean, you're a hoops junkie. I mean, you live and breathe this stuff. What was what was a, a typical day for you like in Vegas? Would you watch four or five? Try to watch four or five different games. Uh, Saturday, we watched three in a row. They're, they just happened to be back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, our guys. Um, and then I watched the first game. My, one of my best friends is Joe Mazzula. He's the head coach of the Celtics. Um, it's his first head coaching gig in the NBA. I'm real happy for him. So I spent the morning with him and watched his game and, and stayed for two Baylor games. And then on Sunday, we watched two more games. And um, you're just trying to weave in and out. I know Coach Peterson was there even longer than Coach Drew and I were, and Alvin was there. and 
it's an easy place. You don't have to move 10 feet and you can find a friend that you know in professional basketball or another guy that you know from 10 years ago in, in the basketball world. It's just easy to communicate with people. So seeing your friends as much as watching the games is, is a real benefit to be in there. And, um, yeah, we certainly sit still and watch a bunch of games because we love it. But seeing the people is probably the highlight for us. All right, John Jake is Baylor men's assistant. That's going to be tough for you. Celtics versus Sacramento. You've got Davion versus <laughs> your close friend uh, coaching the Celtics. So that will be uh, that. I guess you can't lose really in that uh, championship game tonight. It's going to be on ESPN. So that'll be a lot of fun. Hey, one quick question about your your current guys. Who has um, wait, as far as Flagler, Everyday John, Chamuchachua, uh, all those guys? What? Who Meyer, obviously, uh, who has what, what's the what are you seeing from those guys this offseason? Like are guys making leaps in the weight room? What are the uh, what, what's been the, the biggest change in some of those guys? Because obviously you just wanted those guys to keep building on what they already were. But have have some of those guys expanded their games to a certain extent? Yeah, for sure. I mean, one thing you said is, what do we see in them? And I can say to that, the, the most important thing we see in them is that we see them. You yeah. know, last year, because of COVID, we didn't have a summer. And so you're seeing Flo and Adam and Matt and John every day. And um, that in itself is a blessing. And I think it's pretty well known after the Final Four, and specifically the National Championship game, with some of the things that Kenny Smith and Charles Barkley said about our weight room. Uh, when nobody's looking and you put our 13 guys with Charlie Melton in a weight room for a summer, I can tell you one thing, they're all bigger and stronger than they were. And if they didn't need to get bigger, they're faster than they were. So a big staple with our summer program is uh, Coach Drew and Coach Charlie being together for so long. and You can see the guys' bodies change and their feet and speed change before your eyes. So that's a real gift for us and a real advantage in, in what we do. And we're super thankful for Coach Charlie and that helps the young guys a bunch, but, you know, we want to honor our, our older guys. Matt, Matt was in the draft process, chose to come back. He, he's grown in some maturity and consistency. John is shooting the three. Flo is shooting the jump shot. I think Adam is unbelievable off the bounce and creating his own shot, working on that. And then another older guy is James Akinjo, the guy who transferred from Arizona. And mm -hmm. he's done a great job of being somebody who has decided to be humble come and learn the Baylor way and, and just want to win. And then when you had him and LJ Cryer and the other returners, I just think that we've had a good summer. It, it gets great when the fall is great, but the fact that we've had a summer at all has been a real blessing and our guys have done a good job. All right. Hey, uh, good job staying out of trouble there in Vegas. Okay. I, I, hey, I, I appreciate wasn't... it. <laughs> I wasn't real worried about you. Do you ever does uh, do you and Scott ever get in there with Coach Melton and throw a little weight around, or or uh, do you leave that to your guys? Uh, I actually go all summer long with the guys every morning. I try not to miss when we're not recruiting. Wow, um, we recruit so much in June and July that if you can get an hour with them, even in the weight room, it's it's a great time for me, and it, it also challenges me to. Um, not throw my back out and try to keep my old knees in shape and see if I can keep up with the younger guys. But uh, Coach Charlie's kind enough to let me in. And um, it's a great bonding time because of the way he runs it. So just watching him be great is, is good for me. You can learn anything from a lot of coaches, and he's a great coach. But, yeah, I jump in. Whether I'm smart about doing that or not, I jump in, and at the end of the summer it's probably good for me. 
Yeah, yeah, that's why you can wear some of that tighter clothing. I'm more of an XXL guy. Uh, you're a guy that's no stranger to the large. Um, but, uh, by the way, I pulled a bad, got a bad tennis injury the other day. Be praying for me, okay? Right. You know, I survived that accident, came back. I was playing tennis, really hitting the ball pretty well, and then just <laughs> pulled a horrible muscle in my lower back. Right. Can barely Sorry walk. About that. Have you ever it's played okay. tennis with Scott? You know, Scott, pickleball, ping pong, tennis, he's, he's unbelievable with a racket. Have you ever played with him? I haven't. I haven't. If I if I can heal up from this, I may try to get him out there at some point. Yeah. yeah. He may not meet sense. you in the weight room with Coach Charlie, but he'll meet you with a racket. He's, <laughs> he's really good. Yeah, he's really good. I know. He had a little time there at Butler, so that worries me, his his background. He's a little <laughs> bit uh, advanced for me. Well, John, I appreciate it, and uh, look forward to seeing yeah, you in Waco soon. Me. You bet. There he okay. goes. Yeah, looking forward to it. You bet. John Jacob.